that whole thing, the whole space with the privacy, with the doors that close and the trust that the pantry has um, built with our neighbors to say, hey, you know, I'm comfortable enough with you to open my financial history to you. To me, that is a very big deal. Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet, WFPR.FM, and in the local Franklin Mass FM radio dial 102.9, here today again in the Franklin Food Pantry with a couple of key people from the Food Pantry service perspective. Laura Du and Amber Bauer. Laura, let's start with you. Just give a little background as to what you, who you are and what you're doing, and then we can expand upon that as we have this conversation. Okay, um, I'm Laura Dew. I've been involved with the pantry since about 2014. Started as a volunteer, came on as an employee for about two years, left when my son was born, but continued to volunteer. Mm -hmm. um, now he is a big boy in school, and I am now back as an employee um, into my third year now as the client services manager. Um, so when folks look at the pantry and say, well, what is it? What do they do there? They will call and I will walk them through the registration process, explain all of the different programs that we offer, uh, as well as put them in touch with other community resources. Mm -hmm. And Amber? I, uh, for many years, worked in the corporate sector. Uh, my home office was in Boston. Uh, and I would periodically volunteer. One of my first volunteer engagements actually in the community has been with Franklin Youth Soccer. Yes. Uh, and so I'm an active coach yeah. uh, for the, the third grade boys or girls oh, in good. town. Uh, and then I would periodically volunteer with the Franklin Food Pantry. I had a wonderful opportunity to take early retirement at the end of 2021. And I developed a list of here are the organizations that I would like to become more engaged and involved with. Sure. And the Franklin Food Pantry was at the top of my list. So uh, before I retired, I actually reached out, uh, was able to get an orientation and start more actively being involved in volunteering. And I've had an opportunity to do a lot of different client engagement mm -hmm. um, involved in whether it's indoor shopping, helping with curbside distribution, sure. um, doing our mobile pantry at the senior center, yeah. um, and have had a really great opportunity to work a lot with Laura Du on taking good care of our clients and helping to meet their food and security needs. Yeah, which is really the key piece. You've got a bunch of services, but that's really the entree point. And from what I understand, especially since the building has now been opened, you're seeing an increase. We are seeing quite an increase now. Uh, between the increased visibility of our new location, that has been a driving force, sure. as well as the reduction in SNAP benefits and yep. food prices just going up. Correct. What I see with my family and what I think everyone sees with their family, things cost more now. Yes. And if we're feeling it, everyone is feeling it. And as someone mentioned to me this morning, Things are hard, and I thought you guys could help. Mm -hmm. uh, and I said, yes, we can. I'm so glad you called. Absolutely. So those things all together have an increase, higher numbers, for lack yeah, of a better resulting term. resulting in higher mm -hmm. numbers. For sure. Yeah. And I remember when I 
had the opportunity to come through the building earlier as part of the early kind of press release vision, view, et cetera. And the fact that it was iconic as Edwin's, if people who are not aware, listeners, thank you for listening. If you're not aware, we're at the Edwin's uh, uh, gift shop. It is now white. <laughs> so it certainly should catch your attention as you go by on 140. It's white. And oh, by the way, there's a food pantry. So there may have still been some who weren't aware we had a food pantry. Um, now, because of those factors, it is white, it is here, much more visible. I think that is contributing, as you said, to driving the demand, which that's fine. That's exactly what we're here for. A lot of the comments that we have received as people have come in weren't exactly sure, um, and folks have come in thinking that it is a grocery. Um, and, you know, Amber, who is often on the front desk, or as um, the client lead position will explain to them that this is a food pantry and we have opportunities of ways for them to get involved. Sure. Um, and if they need our services, we're here. Um, but because it is so nice yes. and it is this historic landmark in town and having the blessings of the Aldrich family, I think, you know, folks who have been in town for a while, I've been in town 11 years. I remember coming in here when my son was first born. Um, and knowing that it is that same homey, comfortable feeling, you walk in, there's natural light. I mean, we're very grateful for the space that we had mm -hmm. um, in the Rockland Trust building. Right. This is just, it's a different vibe. We, that was great and we made it homey and people felt comfortable and safe. And this is just an expansion of that. Absolutely. It really upped a notch, and I wouldn't even validate or venture to gain what scale of advancement you've done because it's having tried to walk down the stairs into the basement and through the girders and watching my head, I don't have to worry about that here. It's right. a big difference. And you remember, I came on probably right after you left, where we had our bread and produce room. Mm -hmm. That used to be, remember when that was the staging sure. area where we had shelves and we just had a table and it was, you know, crates and crates on top of each other. And then as we grew back then and we expanded it and we had some really great people come in, volunteers and staff, who said, you know what, let's make this look better. Yeah. Um, and it evolved from there. And volunteering, it, your roles have changed, uh, but it still brings you back. Right, absolutely. The, I would say that for me, my awareness of food insecurity probably came about within the last seven to ten years. Right. Uh, the company that I worked for, we would do things to help support uh, our community. And the president of our um, nonprofit sector of our business actually would speak to food insecurity. And that was when the light bulb really went on in, in my mm -hmm. mind as far as uh, the, the importance of it, but also becoming much more aware of the fact that it was real yes. and that every community has that issue and that it could happen to any one of us at right. any given time. You can be one medical bill, one car issue away from not knowing how you're going to buy your next set of groceries, mm -hmm. much less pay your rent, pay your bills, Correct. get your kids clothing for school. So because I, of that awareness of that potential need and knowing that within Franklin, while we may be 
uh, you know, somewhat a poster child of a wonderful community, mm -hmm. we still have a percent of our population that needs help. And our ability to offer that help in a very friendly and engaging, respectful way yes. um, is just a fantastic tribute to people like Laura and Tina Patterly and our volunteers and our board as to what we can offer to the town uh, to help others that are in need and give them the, the food and the resources that they need to somewhat get a leg up and hopefully improve their, their situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because as well as Franklin is kind of positioned, um, things are rather expensive and to the extent that I would expect having at least heard through, you know, kind of the grapevine communication, a lot of houses are effectively financed with double incomes. So given some of the market uncertainties, especially coming out of the pandemic, if you lose an income, now you're definitely on the edge and that becomes a problem. Um, I think in one of the other pieces that's key in the prior building, you had kind of a shower curtain to designate your introduction area. Now you've got a much more secure, quiet, private place. Laura's private office in the, in the old location versus this location. So we, yes, I did have a shower curtain. That room at one point had housed our freezers. Um, and then, you know, as we reutilized that space, um, it did become an office. and. I always tried to look at it from the perspective of if my parents went, if my mm -hmm. grandparents went, if I came into some place and I needed to say, hey, my husband lost his job or I lost my job and I yep. need help, um, you don't have a lot of privacy behind a shower curtain. It, 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 it certainly wasn't soundproof. Um, it did block off. And when you're asking for help, it is an emotional process. Yeah. Um, so to give people some respect, you know, that was our temporary fix as we tried to make it, I like to say it was more like a spa retreat in there <laughs> and we tried and we tried. Yep. Now the office that I'm uh, currently located in, it does have a sound machine to break down any noise from the offices on the other side and from the, the marketplace floor. It also, having doors that close um, when people are coming in and I'm assisting them in applying for SNAP benefits, sure. they're opening their financial history to Absolutely. me. Yeah. And that is personal and private and, you know, people are very protective of that. Mm -hmm. So and rightfully so. Sure. But at least now you have a better capability of truly conveying that concern and sharing with them. Correct. And that has been, for me, in all of my years as a volunteer slash employee, the fact that people now feel more comfortable mm. um, to do that here. In the past, when I had asked in different roles, it was, oh, I'll try it at home or I'll do it here. Mm -hmm. Now I'm actually scheduling people to say, hey, here, you know, I can say to you, here's what you need to bring. We'll do it together on the computer. It will get processed faster versus printing everything out in snail mail. Right. It gets processed. You can see everything. Sure. Um, for two people, it, it has worked. They, we sat together, we went through everything, they brought all of their documents to me, and um, of the, the two, one was granted a, a rather large amount in SNAP benefits. Mm -hmm. And as the extension of that, this was someone who has been coming to the pantry for years and years, was coming weekly. Now that person doesn't need us weekly. They're coming every other week or once a month. So it's that whole thing, the whole space, with the privacy, with the doors that close, 
and the trust that the pantry has um, built with our neighbors to mm -hmm. say, hey, you know, I'm comfortable enough with you to open my financial history to you. To me, that is a very big deal. Sure. I'm very honored. I'm very humbled by it. Um, and it, it makes me feel good. And, and my hope is that it, that they feel good as well, knowing that, yes, I can bring this to you here. It's going to be kept confidential. It's not going to be plastered anywhere. Right. Um, and that we can do more than, you know, I don't want to say just give you a bag of food, but, you know, you're involved in this process. Mm -hmm. You're selecting your food from the shelves. You and I are working together to create something for you. And I think that's a piece that sometimes gets lost. Um, you don't come here and get a bag of food. Right. Um, we know. Right. We know our clients. We know our neighbors. We know when they're getting a dog. We know when the babies are here. And, um, you know, we may have to... to build that relationship. Absolutely. Understanding. Yeah, yep. for sure. Um, where it's, oh, here's the baby. And, you know, right. Amber wants to watch him. And I'm like, no, I have five minutes. I can hold your child for a little bit. You have, as I tell everyone, if you have a little baby, you have tons of people who will hold the baby yes. for you while you're here. And they trust us to do that. And right. as a mom... Right. You know, you may not want to hand off your child to someone you don't know, but yeah. they see and they know right. they can trust us that, you know, there is no judgment and we will assist you in, in mm -hmm. any way we can. We will, as, as whatever you want us to do, you are in charge. We will provide you with those right. resources to assist you in making one of your worries go mm -hmm. away. Right. And akin to that. Um, you just don't walk into the door and start volunteering. There's some preparation, there's some training before you get a shift, etc. Right? No, excellent point. It starts with an orientation overall about the food pantry, its background, the various offerings that the food pantry has. Mm -hmm. uh, we also do uh, background checks. Um, then there is a more formal training that takes place here at the pantry. There are a number of different roles that people can fill um, as far as being a volunteer. Everything from client facing to uh, things involving our warehouse, unloading our truck, yeah. uh, processing foods, um, stocking our shelves, yeah. things like that. So in a lot of ways, there is something for almost every different type of volunteer to help make a difference mm -hmm. um, in our community. Uh, and then, depending upon what you like to do, the frequency of your availability, um, whether or not you like to be client-facing or do more of the, the truck unloading, um, there are hours and time frames that are available to you to meet your schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all good, because I think there's, what, less than 10 employees, but there's well over 100 and probably growing volunteers. There are. There are over 100. And one of the things, too, that we're really working on is um, the consistency at which we're able to provide um, our services to our clients mm -hmm. so that we do train them all similarly so everybody understands um, right. the guidelines uh, for our, our clients. Also, uh, we've worked on reference guides and uh, Laura mentioned earlier we've got more of a client lead type position to help mm -hmm. out on the floor to make sure, sure that our volunteers have what they need and our clients have what they need while they're here. Yeah, then you serve as well, I believe um, you can confirm more of a referral service. Clearly you've got the food and the SNAP benefits, but you can at least provide referrals to other organizations if they're going to need those as well. Correct. Um, I have made referrals to community organizations in town um, 
the Santa Foundation is one we will we do get a lot of calls about that. Mm -hmm. um, Chai Valley Elder Services, yes. Saint Vincent de Paul, um, the Safe Coalition. Right. And now, what has been nice is that as all these community organizations are now kind of working together. Yes. Um, sometimes we do share some of the same neighbors, um, but they know. Senior Center knows. You call me and you say, hey, I have someone who is living alone and we're not really sure if they're eating or, you know, they're mm -hmm. isolated. Right. Um, you know, are they an appropriate um, placement for our home delivery for those who are truly homebound and severe uh, medical conditions where we can go out and say, hey, you know, how are you doing today? We can take a look at the, the house. And if we see, you know, someone had mentioned once that um, she had some help in the house and needed some more. And so with a little bit of um, questioning, I was able to report back to the senior center. And it turns out she wasn't getting the help that she needed. And after touching base with the senior center, that, that came back into play. Sure. So we're a little less threatening when, you know, if mm -hmm. we call and say, you know, versus to say, um, you know, elder services calling and saying, hey, we're hearing that, you know, you don't have help in the house. And, you know, maybe that's not the mm -hmm. case, but it's the resident may be confused on what day they're coming or right. so we just we're a sounding board, but if something doesn't seem right to us, then we can reach out to those other mm -hmm. organizations that have the ability to call elder services or um, anyone else. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, but that's been the nice part to see. Um, in years past, I do remember we knew about all of them, but it what there wasn't as much follow through. Whereas now right. it is soup to nuts, where someone says to me, "Hey, oh my gosh, you know." Um, I was just diagnosed with COPD or I need to go have surgery. What do I do now? Mm -hmm. Where a lot of my referrals now are to the neighbor brigade yes. where they are, you know, helping out some mm -hmm. of our neighbors who are just having surgery and live alone Correct. and need some help getting back on their feet. Yep. Um, one person remarked to me that she had not known about them and she she felt so much lighter. She said, that worry is gone now. Mm -hmm. When you live alone and you're having surgery and you're recovering, how are you going to get food? How are you going to clean your house? Right. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see that, um, for sure. Yeah. yeah, Franklin has and part of my role in the community for TV, radio, and what I do. There's over 100 nonprofits based here. Right. Clearly, some of them are um, more recognizable in terms of the Y and HMEA, sure. uh, Safe Coalition certainly has been uh, uh, visible, and now they've got a new location here in Franklin as well. Right. But now your location with this community room, we can eventually bring. Uh, we had put together an unofficial Franklin area nonprofit network, yes. the Fan, because it's a fantastic group and thing I to love do. That. Um, and one of the key pieces we did in those first series of meetings was just making sure people knew what everybody's scope was. And nobody really you overlapped slightly in some cases, but right. there's no real overlap. But to make sure that you could get to the right person for the right thing, a la Neighbor Grade, a la Senior Center, a la Safe or Y or whatever. Right. Um, I interviewed the folks from the Fish organization, yeah. Franklin Fish, which 
I, I had heard of them. I wasn't completely sure of exactly what their mission was, but that's something and I'm sure at some point you would refer to too because a for lot. medical appointments and something in that social services space, they can arrange to do the transportation as opposed to using Gatra or, you know. Whatever. Correct. Fish, uh, Fish of Franklin, um, the inferrals have increased, increased to them as well as uh, Neighbor Brigade. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, you know, when you're living alone or, you know, you've just had surgery and of course, and there's tons of follow-up appointments, yes. how are you going to get there if the doctor's saying you can't drive or you have to take the bus mm -hmm. and the bus only goes so far? Right. What, you know, what do you do? And yeah. say, oh, hey. And they're like, wow. And I'm like, and it's, and it's, and I do, we do say to them, you know, they are separate entities. They, Correct. you know, you do need to call them in mm -hmm. 24 hours and they operate in their own way. Those are the two community organizations that I've known that have existed in town for a while. Uh, but that has um, increased as you know, more people are coming to us and sharing more of that, which I don't think really happened uh, because we were so cramped together. And, you know, you don't want to say to someone who lives in your complex, oh, hey, I'm having major surgery for the whole work to right. hear. Right. So that's true. Yeah. You know, actually, I was I was somewhat surprised when you said that there are 100 nonprofits that are mm -hmm. in the town of Franklin. Uh, I think for us, a lot of people think that Franklin Food Pantry while they might hear that it's a nonprofit, often they think that we are actually funded by the town of Franklin. Absolutely. And we are not. We no. are a, a full nonprofit organization and we exist solely based on the donations that we receive mm -hmm. um, from our community members. So yes. I, we always think it's an important distinction for people to know that we're not actually a function of the town mm -hmm. and we are a nonprofit and we really do need ongoing assistance and help from our neighbors to help make sure that we're taking care of those that right. have food and security needs. Yeah. And now that you've got the larger facility, better space, you can mm -hmm. do more, provide more, and oh, by the way, there will be more asks of that as we talk with the demand increasing. So, I mean, it's a happy cycle to be in a position. Right. You, you can do more, but Very you also true. need either additional uh, donations and or hours and or dollars because mm -hmm. that helps fund the other pieces too. Absolutely. And I think with the, the food the food drives, the food and fun drives, as my child's now in school and I get these notices, oh hey, we're doing a fun drive a food drive. I'm like, Oh goodness, we are <laughs> like, I work there and I don't even know and so uh, on the flip side of that, it's not, I mean, my son has been involved. He's he's been in the pantry right. when he his um he's been in, in Franklin schools from preschool, so when he was at ECDC and they were doing a food drive, it's a nice way for kids in school to see that it affects everyone. Mm -hmm. you, even if you're three years old, you can still help. Um, yeah. So that's been nice. And that as more of it, as we've continued to grow, our outreach to the schools has continued to grow as well. well. Then you coordinate as well on the backpack program, right? Correct. Which is also growing from what I understand. Yes. The need is there, so it should grow. The need is there for me of seeing it as a, on the flip side, as a parent. Mm -hmm. um, and talking with moms on the playground after school, they're like, oh, that happens. Even though the school has done, the schools have, have been great and they send the flyers home. Right. 
you get that pile of paperwork right. in September, which I'm sure will be coming home today. <laughs> um, you don't you don't see it, right. and we know that the the schools and the administrators in the schools and the nurses in the schools are doing everything they can. Yes. Um, but it is also important to note that while they give the information, I think as word kind of spreads that you know you don't walk in and you're given a bag of food mm -hmm. that right. you know you're referred to by your first name. Right. The point that I, I want people to know the most um, in coming here and asking for help, um, you're not going to be turned away. You know, your, your concerns, your privacy, your family will be respected. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really important to, to notice right. um, and to get that word out. Um, just in, in my conversations with community members or friends, some are surprised. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, and again, I encourage them to say, if you're a mom, your grandmother, your brother, your sister, you find yourself in that situation, how would you like to be treated? Right. Would you want to go in knowing, okay, well, I'm only going to get this box of food and I have to eat it? Mm -hmm. No, that, that's not how we operate right. at all. Right. So. It but is. food drives are great. It's a great way to get kids involved. Well, mm -hmm. They can date check. They can sort. So even three-year-olds can grab all your carrots and put them together. Um, and the four and five-year-olds can practice their numbers. Um, that's what I did. That's what of, I did with my lesson planning opportunities there. <laughs> as, as a former teacher, yes, so. that's what I did with my son. And when when we when the fun the food drive happened at his preschool, absolutely. Let's. Mm -hmm. Bring it home and let's line them all up yeah, and count them. Yeah. So, teachable moments for yeah. sure. And related to that, since the state has in their funding determined, you know, free lunches for the schools across the Commonwealth, that's all good. That's fantastic. But I also had an interview with uh, our superintendent, who's reminding, and we can use this a couple minutes as well, to also have the student, the school parents, uh, fill out the application to ensure that they get on that lunch list because then that has domino effects. I'm Absolutely. sure that's part of the backpack program as well. Mm -hmm. But then it also is, uh, gets them access to reductions, if not free access to after school programs, right. the sports, et cetera. So it may take a couple minutes to do online, but it'll set up a whole lot more. And if you are in need, you're gonna get it. And there's. I think the biggest issue we're still going to have, and it's going to take a little bit of time, um, hopefully not too long, but with the success you have on each individual, and then they'll be able to spread the word, oh, I went, I asked, I got this. Because having to ask, that's still, I think, the biggest issue. Well, People don't necessarily want to ask. And it's very true. One of the things that we say here is that when our clients come in, that is an act of bravery. Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to put yourself out there, to admit that you need help, Right. and to ask yep. for help uh, and we as Laura was saying earlier we want to make sure that we offer an environment where people feel comfortable and they feel that they can share their mm -hmm. information and expose uh, the fact that they need some help right. uh, the you were talking just a, a minute ago about some some things that you can do to try to help yourself that can be somewhat anonymous to get your children enrolled in certain programs and that does have a fantastic ripple effect to open up other avenues sure. that will be available to them to help support them as they go through school uh, you know there are there are proven studies that show that 
children need to eat in order to keep a healthy brain, in order to, to learn and understand mm -hmm. and to grow right. um, into a, a healthy, happy adult. So there's a lot and it starts from the very beginning to make sure that, that people have what they need so that they can um, learn and grow. Yeah, if your tummy's grumbling, one plus two doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't right. matter. Right. All you know is that you are hungry yeah. and it is very hard for them to concentrate. And mm -hmm. so if you can take away or alleviate that one need and help them to be able to concentrate, they'll be that much more successful in life. Well, thank you for taking time. I think we've covered kind of the key pieces we were going to start with. Is there something else that we haven't mentioned that you'd like to add? Uh, one of the things I know that we were just recently talking about is that um, September is a hunger awareness yes. month. And it's a great opportunity, number one, for people to, to think about the fact that uh, there are people out there that are hungry. Mm -hmm. uh, and if they have any desire whatsoever uh, to become involved in the Franklin Food Pantry, we would love their assistance. So it's anything from whether or not they would like to make a monetary donation, if they would like to contribute um, food. We have our purple bin. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has a new name yet. I know there was a naming contest for the I purple bin. I think it's bin. still in process. Yep. No winner mm -hmm. has been announced yet. All right, so we have our purple bin where people can put uh, yep. food into that. Um, they can, earlier we were just talking about uh, you know, a food or fund drive sure. where people can either raise funds or provide food as a larger group and then bring it here yep. uh, to the pantry. And I think the other piece uh, I'll put in the plug for it, you have a current needs link on your page and clearly the needs from time to time will mm -hmm. change. One of the things that pops up frequently is like paper goods and feminine products, feminine which products. are not covered by the SNAP benefits. They are not. One of those Cleaning oddities. Cleaning, so, yes, uh, there are a number of things that are not covered under SNAP that we do correct. offer here at the pantry for our clients. Mm -hmm. and, and I would say too, with it being Franklin's first day of school, you know, what Amber, piggybacking of what Amber said, you know, yes, the kids need healthy snacks too, but that's a great way to get the kids involved. You know, they have snack at school and kids are very observant. Um, Amber has Rice Krispie treats for snack, and I just have this tiny package. Mm -hmm. um, not, you know, like I said, kids are observant, yeah. and so with the backpack program, every new uh, neighbor that comes in, I, you know, in, in speaking with them, are the kids in Franklin schools? Please contact your list. The backpack program is completely anonymous. We do not have names here. Right. I speak with the nurses and we get numbers there. So, and those programs are in the middle and high schools as well. Yes. So, um, to encourage that as well as, you know, I always think of, you know, what can the littlest hands do? Mm -hmm. um, you know, Market Basket, Stop and Shop, Big Y. Um, all have things. So even if it's just your street that is doing a food drive, the variety, Amber may like rice krispie treats, but I don't. Does mm -hmm. it mean that she, you know, well, just do I get them? Do I have to eat them? So to offer a variety of things is nice. And that's where the food drives are, are really great sure. um, for us. Yeah, and I think that's, you, you also have the food owls. Uh, Absolutely. Which is a formal program of kind of coordinating those right. neighborhood drives, but yeah, that's coming. And if you haven't heard yet, stay tuned. <laughs> There's more coming the on the food <laughs> Again, have evolved and grown um, over time, as you know, um, and and it is wonderful. 
of what they can do sure. for us right. um, because that is huge. Yeah. And so, and it's a network of, of kids helping to make a difference in their community. Absolutely. Nothing better than that. Yeah. yeah. Start young, be aware, and hopefully you won't need it. But if you do, at least you'll know things are there for you when you need it. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you again for taking time today. I really appreciate your time and your work and your volunteer efforts uh, for the community. It, it really helps. Thank you very much. It was nice talking with you. Yes, agree. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. And quick reminder to listeners, we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.